episode number 55, Are They a Narcissist? In this episode, I will be answering that question and I'll also be talking about trauma bonding. We're getting right to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. If you've ever had experience with a narcissist or a difficult personality type, a toxic person, Something that you might struggle with when it's over or even when you're wrapped up in it is is constantly thinking about it and constantly worrying about it, ruminating on it, and spiraling about it. And you might find yourself obsessing over, well, is this person a narcissist? I remember when I had narcissists in my life, I remember thinking, yeah, but like they don't completely fit that definition because there there was that one time that they did that one nice thing or they're not completely awful because I almost thought that by accepting that a person truly was toxic, it, it would make me less than because I'm the one who chose to have them in my life. And whether it was a boss, a friend, a romantic partner, I think that knowing the signs of narcissism is so important, especially in those relationships that we get to choose. Now, there's certain things like family that unfortunately you don't get to choose, but just knowing the red flags allows you to make wiser decisions when establishing those relationships that you can choose. And if you've ever found yourself eyeballs deep in YouTube videos researching narcissism or maybe even reading one of Dr. Romney's books, know that at the end of the day... Spoiler, it doesn't matter if they're a narcissist or what they're not. What does matter is their patterns. And the better we could understand what are those patterns of narcissistic abuse or of an unhealthy relationship, then the better you can choose to exit and to go no contact and to live a happier and healthier life. So today, the spoiler is, are they a narcissist or aren't they? The spoiler is, it doesn't matter. But I want to talk about trauma bond because trauma bond is the glue that keeps a narcissistic relationship together. And it's the glue that holds an unhealthy relationship together. And it survives on inconsistency, invalidation, devaluation, dehumanization, and it truly thrives on chaos and drama. And the cycle that a narcissist goes through and that an unhealthy relationship goes through, like the cycle of narcissistic abuse, is very similar to a cycle with addiction. So sometimes addiction and narcissism are very closely intertwined and are often discussed together as comorbidities. And when you think of a healthy relationship, 
And I want you to think of, I want you to think of two different situations. So first, if you find yourself questioning, is someone a narcissist? I want you to switch roles and imagine that a friend was sharing with you the details of their relationship, whatever relationship that is that you're evaluating. And for the friend test, I want you to ask yourself, what would I tell my friend? Looking at this as objectively as I can, if this were my friend in this situation, what would my guidance be? And sometimes taking that third-party perspective could really give you insight into the patterns that are going on that maybe when you're in it, you don't even see. And later on in the series, we're definitely going to cover the, the stages, the love bombing, the devaluing, and the discarding phases of narcissistic relationships. But we're also going to talk about what are the vulnerabilities that put you at risk for a narcissistic relationship. And when you have some of those characteristics, it's so hard to see objectively what the pattern is. So sometimes taking that third party, pretending like a friend is sharing that story with you will help you see it from a different perspective. Another thing to compare it to is imagine if that relationship, so if you're in a narcissistic situation, I remember when I was in some, the thought of the ending would leave me feeling so anxious and so upset and so disheartened. And I think for me, it wasn't about the relationship ending. It was about feeling like a failure and feeling like I wasn't good enough. And if only I tried harder, I could have fixed the situation. And there were even situations like that with different female friendships, which, shameless plug, there will be an episode on female narcissists as well and female friendships and what that could look like later on in the series. But I remember in every situation, if it were anyone in my life, all of those interactions left me just feeling so bad after and devastated and personally like I didn't contribute enough and like I was at fault. And if you compare that with any other relationship that you have in your life, So think of you leaving a healthy job, like leaving a non-toxic work environment. That ending should be pretty uneventful. It might be sad. You might be sad to say goodbye to your coworkers. You might look back fondly on the memories. You might experience some nostalgia, thinking about all the things that you learned in that workplace, and then you'll move on and time keeps moving, life goes on. The word devastated probably wouldn't be associated with you leaving a non-toxic work environment. Now, if you were leaving a toxic job, that might come with a lot of anxiety leaving, maybe even devastation. In the same way that ending a narcissistic romantic relationship will likely leave you feeling devastated, feeling wronged. With narcissistic relationships comes a lot of shame, And narcissists are notorious for lying, for cheating, for struggling with addiction, for hiding things, for grooming their next narcissistic supply while the current narcissistic supply is still in the relationship. Narcissists are notorious for weaponizing empathy and triangulating and doing all of these terrible tactics of manipulation and devaluation. So that when the relationship finally ends, you are all primed and ready to experience a devastating loss. And all of this 
is because of something called a trauma bond. So if you look at the ending of a healthy relationship, a friendship, a job, like I said, it's that, oh, it's sad. Eventually you'll look back and you'll experience that nostalgia, maybe even that gratitude for the breakup that happened and all the lessons that you learned. But definitely not devastated. Whereas when narcissistic relationships end, it's a devastating thing. And with any breakup, there is grief involved and there is sadness. But narcissistic relationships, when they end, it truly takes a different form. And it's because of a trauma bond. So that trauma bond is the glue that that holds a narcissistic relationship together. And Dr. Romney compared it to a slot machine. So think about it. If you sit down at a slot machine, you're in Las Vegas, you're getting ready for an an evening of gambling, you sit down, you put in a $5 bill, and you win 25 cents. And then you pull the lever again, and you win $10,000. And then you pull the lever again, and you lose $3,000. And then you pull the lever again, and you win even more money. Now, compare that to sitting at a slot machine, pulling the lever, you win a dollar. Pull the lever again, you win a dollar again. Put in a $5 bill, you win $0.25 back. Put in another $5 bill, you win $0.25 back. And that pattern continues. So imagine how boring it would be to sit down in a slot machine and to have that predictability. For many of us, it might feel pretty good. At least you know what you're walking into. Whereas when you sit down at a a slot machine and it's a different thing every time, there's a dopamine hit with that and there's unpredictability. And in the same way that a slot machine is unpredictable, that is the same exact way that a narcissistic relationship is unpredictable. You never know what you're gonna get when you sit down to pull the lever. During the love bombing, you sit down and pull the lever and you're showered with flowers and grand gestures and kind words and lots of fluffing up. Oh, you're so wonderful, you're so kind, you do so many wonderful things for so many people, you're so beautiful and smart, you're so perfect, you might be the one, all of these things. Or at a job, I see so much potential for you. You're destined for the promotion. You're destined to make even more money. And then as you continue to sit down at your slot machine and you continue to pull the lever in a narcissistic relationship, suddenly those grand gestures, those flowers, those positive things, the love bombing, turns into gaslighting, turns into breadcrumbing, turns into contemptuous feelings turns into invalidation. And when those things start happening, oh wait, but wait, the love bombing's back. Oh wait, but they're nice, they're back. But wait, now they're back to gaslighting. But wait, now they're back. They said something nice. Oh, but wait, they're more interested in their phone than me now. Hmm, where did that person go that was so engaged and so captivated by me? Oh wait, but they're back. They got me flowers, but wait, wait, no, 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 they're still paying attention more to their phone and they don't listen to me at all. It's almost like I'm not even speaking. Oh, wait, I listen to them complain all the time, but um, I tried to share about my bad day once and they said I was too sensitive. What? So that unpredictability 
it is really that inconsistent, intermittent reinforcement. That's one of the patterns of a narcissistic relationship. And when something reminds you of something familiar, whether it was a vulnerability that you had from childhood, whether it was a a feeling that you once experienced when you were younger or when you were in a previous relationship, when that trauma bond is activated, instead of noticing, oh, whoa, like flip of a switch, this person goes from being so captivated by me and so interested to, oh my God, they're like on their phone, you know, doing God knows what on their phone all the time. Like they're so different now. That flip of the switch, when you're in a healthy place and when the trauma bond doesn't get you, you might notice that and go, "Mm, not for me and walk away. But when the trauma bond hooks you and when it feels familiar, instead of walking away, you're left there rationalizing. Well, maybe they're just having a bad day. Maybe they didn't mean it. Well, let's see how it goes tomorrow because I just remember how they used to be and they used to not be like this. So we rationalize those behaviors instead of recognizing, wow, these are red flags and it's time for me to go. But trauma bonds allow you to to put the blinders on and to be completely oblivious to what is going on. So trauma bond, how do you know if you're susceptible to experiencing a trauma bond? I would say look back on your story. What relationships have you been in and what unhealthy situations have you been in and what kept you stuck in an unhealthy relationship for longer than you should have been? Was it the feeling of I'm not good enough? Was it the feeling of I could fix it? Was it the feeling of if only I try harder, it will get better? Were you so delusionally positive that you kept telling yourself it would get better? Were you afraid and anxious to leave because it felt really comfortable and familiar? Also evaluate what was the relationship like with your parents and your childhood? What was that like? What was your upbringing like? What What was your relationship with your parents like throughout your entire childhood? Were you bullied in high school? Were you bullied in middle school? What were your friendships like growing up? All of these things come into play and set the stage for our our adult relationships and what we tolerate or what we stand for as we continue to grow and evolve. So the better you understand your past, then the better you can choose your future because Without realizing it, many of our relationship patterns repeat themselves time and time and time again, not just in one area of our life, but in all areas of our lives. So understanding your story and where you come from is so important so that you can make wiser choices moving forward. All of that being said, that is that on trauma bonds. In our next few episodes, we're going to be talking about the cycle of narcissistic abuse In the next episode, we're going to get into the honeymoon phase and love bombing. I will see you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.